War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. That was a famous line from George Orwell's novel 1984, which, by the way, is being banned in some places. Uh, But when we look at specifically what's happening in the news today, that statement, those statements, mean a whole lot. California effectively legalizes prostitution this week upon the signature of Governor Gav. Plus, the American Federation of Teachers Union claims, we've always wanted schools to be reopened. What are you talking about, you crazy conservatives? And Axios says, "Uh, yeah, also, we'll pile on. Crazy conservatives. Who's saying anything about an open border? That border's been closed, man. A lot to cover. We'll talk about the doublespeak today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. Welcome in. It is the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. It's Wednesday, October 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, really Ding. quick, really quick off the top. If you live in the Columbia area, I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, you know that uh, on Friday nights I host the high school football show. Yeah. On 107.5, the game locally here, uh, with uh, I hosted it with a dear friend, Tommy Moody, who passed away um, just in the last several days. And so we got word of that last night. And uh, from here, we'll, we'll do more on, on that program. Uh, but from here, I just want to say our, our, our my thoughts, my prayers, the thoughts and prayers of our family are with his Absolutely. as they deal with an untimely passing, one yeah. that uh, we did not expect, and one that we're still kind of grappling with. Very beloved man across the Midlands. Yep. Um, prayers to the Moody family. Yeah, so that's all I can say about that because, well, it would end badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go to the news. Again, there's a lot happening in the news today, a lot going on. President Biden is currently on the ground in Israel. It is, if I do my math, it is six, six-ish, six-ish yeah. o'clock in, yeah. in Israel right now. They're about seven hours ahead. So he is wrapping up some speeches with, with Prime Minister Netanyahu and a few, and, and, and a few others. Um, he's also going to be dealing with some Palestinian leaders as well. Right. He's already promised an aid package to head to Congress next week. There's a problem there. There is no speaker. Uh, so hard <laughs> to really— have a speaker today. Hard to really determine how that's going to be passed, but— Anyway, so we've been talking with uh, several congressmen over the last couple of days, sharing text messages. You know, telling them we're praying for them, and and I believe they're close. We believe they're close to getting to a vote on uh, Speaker, uh, what looks to be Speaker Jordan, possibly. Uh, you know, but he's got to make up a lot of ground. He's he's got some ground to make up, but they're getting closer and closer. I don't think we'll see as many votes as Speaker McCarthy had. I think that it's going to be a little more streamlined. And once again. If they can't get to a vote on Senator or Senator, whoa, uh, Speaker, soon to be Speaker Jordan, I think we're looking at a Democratic speakership, um, or the the more permanent residency of Patrick McHenry, uh, possibly, which uh, could for, lead a coalition government in sure, and of itself, sure, uh, which would be very interesting and would add uh, more depth of context to the word unprecedented. Correct, um, which we've overused. Going back to the news out of Israel, of course, the big news preceding the president's visit is the attack on a hospital By in Gaza. People. Um, yeah, and of course, immediately, everyone... Uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, all of them, mm-hmm. jump the shark here and say, ah, ah, Israel, 
attacking hospitals. Now, That's what they do. Two things. First of all, Israel didn't attack a hospital. It appears that a mortar blew up in the hands of Hamas. Um, whether they did that intentionally or not, I don't know. Second thing is this, and this is unpopular. So if you are squeamish, plug your ears, turn it down for about 15 seconds. If in the case that if there is ever the case where um, evil people mm-hmm. are using soft targets or uh, targets that would be cons- or places that would be considered non, uh, you you can't use them like like a church, a hospital, um, school, school, mosque, playground, uh, place of worship, place of worship, playground. Yeah, yeah. If they weaponize those targets, in other words, if they are using a mosque or a church or a place of worship as a cache for weapons, or if a hospital has rockets on the top of it, or they're using it to uh, what? And it's being used by combatants. Then a use of force is merited under the rule of military law and justice. Now, that's not popular. That's not something that people get really excited about. But it's not is okay. But it's but not, it's not Israel's, Israel's fault either. It's not Israel's fault that Hamas is choosing and has been doing this for decades, right. putting weaponry and munitions and housing their intelligence in these places where civilians are located or underneath where the civilians are located. We saw Saddam Hussein do the same thing. We've seen the Ayatollah do the same thing. We've seen ruler after ruler who was not, um, let's just say, on the up and up do this. That's because that's because they don't care about their people. It's a culture of death. They would rather die... You're right. right. Save their own people. Now I'm going to use the L in our little acronym. You remember what the L stands for? Logic. Oh yes. Sorry. Our our, our there's acronym, a lack of that. L is logic. Yep. Let's just use a little bit of logic, and okay. we're we're going to move on fairly quickly. Um, if Israel did this, mm-hmm. what 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 did they stand to gain to do this 24 hours before or 36 hours before the president of the United States, the world, their, their strongest ally in the entire world? What do they stand to gain by doing this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why would they do this? What tactical advantage would it prove? Absolutely nothing. They wouldn't do this. It makes no sense. So, false flag, accidental, I don't know, but it, it, it appears, and Israel... Their, uh, the Israel Defense Ministry has done a pretty good job of proving that this was not them, and this was either oops or ha-ha-ha, false flag, by Hamas and those evil actors in the Gaza right. Territory. Well, the president himself said today in a, in a speech with Prime Minister Netanyahu that this was an attack uh, perpetuated by the enemy. Yeah, and and he was asked what made him confident that the Israelis weren't behind the hospital attack, and he said, "quote The data I was shown by my defense department. It's so clear. Two independent U.S. officials have confirmed that attack. That rocket was launched by a Palestinian Islamic Jihad group to hit the hospital. What they're trying to do, y'all, they're trying to reframe the narrative. And I'm telling yep. you, there are conservatives that are going to start falling for this. Yep. And I want look look at me before we get to our next thing because. Mitch opened the door for this, mm-hmm. not me. Look at me. Israel will win 
this. Yeah, absolutely. Period. And and I'm going to quote presidential candidate, former governor, Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes dealing with this topic right now. She said, "My from my perspective, what God has blessed will not fall. Mm. He's good. blessed the nation of Israel. Um, <laughs> Pharaoh couldn't do it. Haman couldn't do it. Herod couldn't do it. Do you really think Hamas is going to do it? I don't think so. Uh, the we evidence need to be supporting the, Israel. The evidence on this rocket attack is so clear, even President Biden gets it. Yeah, if President Biden can understand it, you know it's clear. All right, let's go to California, or oh, as or as, or as Michael Knowles calls them now, Gomorrah by the Sea. Oh, that's good. Oh, <laughs> that's, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's terrible. Gomorrah by the Sea, uh, governor of Gomorrah by the Sea, Governor Gav. Gav Gav. Is signing Senate Bill three five seven now oh, innocuous in its name three five seven Senate Bill three five seven which repeals provisions of the law related to loitering with the intent to commit prostitution. This is not explicitly pun legalizing <laughs> prostitution, but she can hang out on the he or she can hang out on the street corner or they what happens <laughs> or poof poof self what mm-hmm. happens is. The way to crack down on prostitution is to nab people for loitering because mm-hmm. um, just if you don't understand, prostitutes hang out on the street corners or on the streets. Mm-hmm. That is loitering. Mm-hmm. Police officers can pick them up and take them in for loitering. Right. And they can take them in specifically with the lo- loitering with the intent to commit prostitution under California statutory code. Now, the author of this bill... This Senate bill. It's a California Senate bill dealing with sex stuff. So who do you think sponsored it? That's right. Senator mm. Scott Weiner. Oh, imagine that. Because because art imitates life. Because he can't. Um, he, yeah. The mm. author, Scott Weiner, brought forth this legislation. And this is so on brand. Because the crime of loitering has disproportionately impla- impacted black and brown women and members of the LGBTQ community. Black adults accounted for 56.1% of the loitering charges in Los Angeles between 2017 and 2019, despite making up less than 10% of the city's population. Well, let me just, real quick, if I can, because this is a brief topic. Most, most of these are brief topics, and we'll move quickly. Um, the simple question would be, and I love what Pierre Povier is his name, <laughs> the- the, the prime minister candidate. The prime, in, yes, when in, yesterday he was met by Canada. a journalist at an apple orchard, and he's just munching on an apple on a red delicious and just just shutting him down. He shut him down by asking questions in return. So here's my question to Gov Gav and to the people in charge in, in, at, in Sodom by the Sea or Gomorrah by the Sea or Tyre by the Sea. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Is prostitution a good thing? Some would argue. Is prostitution a good thing? Now, here's what's interesting. Throughout the book of Ezekiel, this is kind of on brand because I'm going through it right now. In the book of Ezekiel, do you know the number of times that God mentioned Israel whoring themselves around Mm. in the ESV or the the King James Version specifically? Uh, Quite often. Yeah, even comparing Hosea's relationship with prostitute Gomer to the relationship of God with Israel. Right, so... (laughs) What's going on here is we need to understand that prostitution is inherently a bad thing. It is not a virtuous thing. 
The idea in America right now is that sex work is real work. Yeah, that's yeah, of course. Sure, sure. Prostitution is one of the world's oldest professions. By the way, I've heard that on national public radio, which, believe it or not, yeah. is a taxpayer-funded. Uh, taxpayer-funded. Taxpayer yeah. There is no redeeming quality to prostitution. It inherently harms and disadvantages the prostitute, the John, mm -hmm. the family of the John. Families all together. The community. Sure. What yes, we find, yes, yes. You, you find more crime. You find, I would, assume, I would assume, and I don't have empirical data in front of me, more crime, more rape, more sexually transmitted diseases. And in the same vein as pornography, prostitution and pornography, you can put right there together. They're basically sure. the same thing because that's what these women are doing. They're prostituting themselves. They all lead to human trafficking. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, the prostitution, nine times out of ten, is human, human trafficking. trafficking. So what California, Gamora by the Sea, is doing is making it um, – it's taking away some of the hook of the mm -hmm. loitering with the intent to commit prostitution. Right. It's the same thing that happens when a person gets pulled over for speeding and the officer right. also suspects that they may be under the influence or the, because they're swerving, driving – uh, recklessly, or they've got a busted taillight. Turns out they've got 300 kilos of... That's a lot of... Uh, that's a, that's lot. a lot of drugs. Uh, but they've got drugs in the vehicle. A, a lot of times you have uh, one thing that's under suspicion that leads to something else. So loitering could lead... I mean, it could be that a person, male or female, they, them, poof, poof self, mm -hmm. is just walking down the street at night. Now... They that charge for loitering could be dropped. However, if they're out there for the sake of prostituting themselves or being sent out there to be a prostitute, that's no longer the crime of loitering is no right. longer a crime in the state of California, which, as you said, pulls that hook away to keep law enforcement from disproportionately arresting certain demographics. Of people correct because we have to protect certain demographics we don't have to protect just uh the community at large or the state at large nope. no we need to protect specific groups and that's what you get when you have a push for diversity equity and inclusion now off the top i mentioned the book 1984 and mm -hmm. i'm very excited to be rereading it i actually haven't read george orwell's book one of his most famous books since i was in the seventh grade it's been a long that and, and that's been a long time uh, since I read that. Uh, there's this idea in 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 1984. It's a dystopian futuristic novel mm -hmm. where the society is controlled by Big Brother. Yep. Big government's controlling everything. You have the Ministry of Truth. You have the Ministry of Love. Yep. You have the Ministry of Sport or however they they termed Inter it. Yeah, entertain. Yeah, entertainment. So in this. The way they were able to control is through the language. Mm -hmm. You aren't seeing what you're actually seeing. Here's, here's what's happening. Double speak. This from the American Independent. American Federation of Teachers pushes back on GOP narrative about pandemic school closures. A new report from the American Federation of Teachers pushes back on what it describes as a false narrative from congressional Republicans about school closures. Republicans in the House Select Committee on Coronavirus Pandemic have spent much of the last two years falsely blaming educators and their unions for pandemic-related school closures. 
Weingarten told the American Independent Foundation the report was necessary to correct the falsehood, given, quote, given that they just lie about what the AFT has done and what I've done personally, they lie all the time. I thought it was important to set the record straight based upon the things that have come out in this investigation. Some of the lies Weingarten and the AFT pointed to are repeated claims that the union had uncommon access to a draft of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's school reopening guidance from February 2021. Uh, the majority's attempt to scapegoat the AFT for the tragic educational consequences of the pandemic has continued for more than two years. Now, really quick, Mitch, I'm just trying to remember a time where that actually did happen. Uh, it happened for a short period of time here in the state of South Carolina. It happened in virtually every other state across the nation. And then there were other states as late as the middle of the opening of school in 2023. Two, right? Who, um, and into some some cases, twenty three, where they were trying to shut down again, where teachers, teachers unions, uh, were polling the audience. They were asking questions: Do you feel safe in the classroom? I know of particular cases here in the Midlands where teachers still don't feel safe in the classroom, so they're still. Uh, teaching with PPE, uh, which is their prerogative. Um, however, I do think that every every measure should be taken for a conducive learning environment. Uh, so any way that we can help communication, whether that's uncovering faces, that sort of thing, very helpful. Um, it did happen. I remember going to, I, I'm old enough to remember, going to a school that's board meeting. That's my line. Meeting, uh, yeah. Uh, for a school board meeting in rural South Carolina in... Right before it was right after Thanksgiving of twenty twenty one, and begging our school board because there was a rumor going around, perpetuated by teachers, there was a rumor going around that the school was going to close and go back to online learning after Christmas break. And I went to the school on behalf of my son, who special needs, and said, "Please." Whatever you do, do not do this. And I was assured, very thankfully, by our um, school district superintendent and board members that that was not going to happen. However, yes, it was a rumor perpetuated by teachers. Mm -hmm. And I'm not throwing every teacher under the bus, but there were teachers that were moving, peddling, this nonsense. Randy Weingarten, 13 hours ago on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> We've always advocated for safe reopening of schools. Here, here. Here's a quote from the New York Post. July 12, 2020, Randy Weingarten, quote, No way schools can return this fall without more funding. Here's another one. Powerful teachers union influence CDC on school reopenings. Email show. I'm sure they to were stop the I'm reopenings. Sure they were just begging the CDC to give a report that would say they could get back to the classroom. Though, sure. Right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not bashing all no, teachers. Of course not. Not even all people that work in teachers' unions. There are good people in all of these situations. I know many of them. Uh, of course not, Justin. They're not do. When Donald Trump planned to reopen schools in the fall of 2020. Randy Weingarten called it reckless, callous, and cruel to reopen schools. Let's see here. Do we have another quote here? 
from from somebody. I I don't. However, this is double speak. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. This is we can say whatever we want to, right? But then we can go change everything and Jedi mind trick. I did, it's like the Men in Black, you know, or you, you know some spell from Harry Potter ooh, or something. Ooh. It's just bippity boppity boo. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just it. It's absurd. That and and here's the worst part. They think you're stupid enough to believe it. Well, so do children, and I think that's the best correlation here. I I, I have experience with kids now a little bit. Um, and I I pastored students for a while and that sort of thing, and and I, I there are times when I had audio recordings, not like I intentionally did it, but it was just on a video or on audio of someone saying something. Uh, and then they would come back and say, I never said that. My kids, have, I never said that. I never did that. They they know they did it. They mm-hmm. know they said it. But if I deny it strongly enough, you'll believe me. Right. Believe me. Trust right. me. Believe me. Trust me. Right. <clears throat> Anyways. That's what they do. And And if they repeat it enough, you'll believe it. So there's one side that's, we said this, but now we're telling you we didn't say this, therefore we never said it, and you're stupid for believing we ever did. Then there's what Axios tried to do yesterday. <laughs> oh, boy. As the Biden administration grapples with the soaring number of migrants and asylum seekers, they're not seeking asylum, at the U.S.-Mexico border, conservative pundits and politicians have upped accusations that some Democrats support open border policies. Those darn conservatives. By using the term open border, conservatives, including Jim Jordan, who's seeking the role of House Speaker, are suggesting that anyone can get into the U.S. without much hassle. But the reality is the southern border is more fortified than it's ever been. Reality check. Since 1992, the U.S. has quadrupled the number of Border Patrol agents to nearly 20,000. Barriers, walls, and fences have been erected along portions of the 1,951-mile U.S.-Mexico border. Wait, I thought walls were bad. The Border Patrol regularly breaks border arrest records. Most recently, Biden decided to go forward with a border wall in South Texas. Again, thought it was bad. Lines at ports of entry have gotten longer because of new requirements to enter the U.S., putting pressure to expand hours at the newer ports. The history of the border. Oh, dear. The United States hasn't had an open border since the early 1920s, when it was relatively easy for migrants to cross from Mexico or simply buy a boat ticket from Europe. Before World War I, there were no American consulates to apply for a visa, and Mexican migrants and Mexican-Americans went back and forth between both countries with ease. Well, that wasn't a good idea. The the rise of the the Ku Klux Klan in the 20s resulted in the passage of several immigration restrictions amid growing anti-Catholic and anti-Jewish sentiment. The Border Patrol was created to keep Chinese migrants out uh, uh, from coming in from Mexico. New restrictions were put on Mexican migration, and migrants from south of the border were sprayed with pesticides when they entered the U.S. from about 1910 to 1950. So, if you really want to understand, we're so, we're so more, much more enlightened today, guys. We're, we're so enlightened. We have so many wonderful things about our border, including the fact that it's it's not wide open. Our border's not wide open. It's completely closed. Mm-hmm. It's the strongest border we've ever had. 
if they can say it enough, they'll do it. Any day now, according to Bill Malusian, the Border Customs and Border Patrol should be releasing the border numbers for the month of September, but per their sources, those numbers will show 270,000 migrant encounters, the highest single month ever recorded, and will finish fiscal year mm-hmm. with around 2.47 million encounters. By the way, that's only at the southern border. That doesn't include the south of Florida. Doesn't include the north, because our friends up in the north, eh, they want to come here for more freedom. They got Mounties up there, eh? This is absurd. So so the other night, um, we were quietly sitting in our home, mm-hmm. and someone knocked on the door. And I opened the door, and they just walked into my house. Oh, gosh. Okay. And so I let Your them... Your house in. is the safest it's ever been. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> it gets better. Um, I They just walked right into my house. And they sat on my couch, and they started watching TV with me. And, you know, the next day they came back, and I said, listen, man, you, you can't come in today. Um, my kids are sleeping. You know, my wife and I are, were, were, you know, enjoying the evening. You know, you can't come in. Yep. The next day he opened the door on his own. He picked a lock, and he came in. The next day he brought five of his friends. And when they couldn't pick the lock because I um, fortified it, I put up a deadbolt, um, they climbed through the windows. Well, the next day, instead of climbing through the windows, they just broke the windows. Nice. They don't, don't even do, do that anymore. And then after I fortified the windows and the door, they drove a truck right through the side of my house. And, like, so then they started ripping the siding off the house and brick by brick, stone by stone. And now my house, because of all the people trying to get into my house, you know, it, 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 it's not as secure as it used to be. Now, I've caught several of them trying to get in, but there's so many people trying to get into my house now, it's hard to stop them all. I mean, the record of the number of people that I've kept from getting in my house has grown. Yeah. But as more people try, yeah. As more... <laughs> see the see the line here no one's trying to break it lord please don't let it happen no one's trying to break into my house double think means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them this last part from axios before we get out of here is fascinating david j beer buyer associate director of immigration studies at the cato institute well Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. quote we don't have open borders because the U.S. government is attempting to stop as many people who cross the border as they can. Once, Do you want me to run that statement by you one more time? We don't have open borders because the U.S. government is attempting to stop as many people who cross the border as they can. That's a Kamala Harris quote. That's a, have you been to the border? Well, well, I haven't been to Europe. I didn't ask about that. In fact, the Biden administration is now deporting migrants to Mexico even if they aren't from Mexico. Okay, I don't know. Again, nothing that you're telling me stops me from believing we have an open border. Quote, if the administration was pursuing any kind of open border policy, the number of people being arrested would be dropping. And that's not the case. They're arresting and expelling as many people as ever. So I don't think you understand what we mean by open border. There's a close sign on the border, but when you allow people to come in, like, 
If I try to go into Taco Bell, uh, Taco Bell's open 24 hours. Let me change that. If I try to go into Lizard's Thicket at 11 p.m., guess what? They aren't going to let me in. Do you know why? Because they're closed. And the door is only open in the hours that they are what open. What would happen if you broke into Lizard's Don't break into a Lizard's Thicket. I would go for the cheese potatoes, then I would get arrested. What if when you broke into Lizard's Thicket, they said, listen, man, we're closed. And But but here you go. Here's some coffee. Sit down. Have a meal. <laughs> here's some coffee. and We're closed. And some pancakes. And here's some eggs. Chicken and waffles and grits. Would and you like onions in your hash browns? Mm. Mm. Anyway. so We're closed, but. Yeah, the border's closed, but. <sighs> if thought corrupts language, language can also corrupt thought. I'm yeah. telling you, George Orwell might have been a prophet. I don't know. Here's what I do know. We have information being thrown our way a thousand different ways from Sunday, trying to tell us that the world we live in and the things we see aren't actually happening. It goes back to what Mitch brought up with the with the hospital getting bombed in Gaza. No, Israel did that. Israel did that. Or or when Hamas was literally blowing up the exit ways mm-hmm. out of Gaza mm-hmm. and or out of northern Gaza into southern Gaza. And they said, oh, no 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 no. Israel a rocket hit that car. Wait, how? There was no rocket coming in. It blew up from underneath. Please be vigilant. And here's what I will tell you. If you're looking for truth, if you're looking for how you're going to find truth, the way to find truth is to go to the source of truth. Um, if you've been through the Truth Project with Del Tackett, mm-hmm. I encourage you to do yeah. that. I'm actually going through it for the first time at our church. It's fascinating. You ask yourself the question, why did Jesus come? And it's actually found in his back and forth with Pilate, yeah. which says, I have come to testify to the truth. Yep. What is truth? Pilate would ask him. And Jesus answers that question earlier in the book of John when he says, I am the way, I am the truth. Christ is the embodiment of all truth. Oh, he's also the way and the life. life. Again, there's he is the embodiment of all biological, scientific philosophical all truth is god's truth all truth there are no multiple truths mm-hmm. right this isn't postmodernism and that's even crept its way into the church postmodernism has crept its way into every uh, it, society I, every part of a, society will, society yeah i won't say the name of the artist there's a song that's played on christian radio and christian i whatever you have and the song mentions my truth as like as a possessive now, if you embrace God's truth as your truth, then by all means, there is no such thing as my truth or your truth in some sort of mutually inclusive. The reality is God's truth, all truth is God's truth, and anything that is opposed to truth, God's truth, yep. is false. It's not, right. well, you, no, it's false. It's false. So God's truth no other truth. Everything else is false. If you want more information about the truth, I would encourage you to come to First Baptist North Spartanburg yeah. on Monday, November 6th. We're less than three weeks away, and tickets are going fast. They are free. Really fast. If you would like to join us on November 6th at 7 o'clock at First Baptist North Spartanburg for our event, Stop the Insanity, Chloe Cole is going to be speaking there. A bunch of stuff is going to be happening that day, including uh, that time at 7 o'clock. That event is free. If you would like to come to that event, please visit our website, palmettofamily.org. 
Click on that Stop the Insanity tab. You can get your free tickets. You can reserve your spot. It'll be the place to be on Monday, November the 6th. You don't want to miss it. Again, a free event for you. It's not free to put this event on. No, in fact, if you want to help sponsor the event, you want to put your name out there, sponsor it, and get uh, sponsorship credit or want to do it as one of our uh, sponsors did earlier today in the name of uh, protecting children and remaining anonymous. Either way, uh, we'd love for you to come alongside. You can go to the same exact place and look at the sponsorship packages, the benefits that come along with that. We'd love for you to lock arms with us at Palmetto Family to protect children from the insanity that is the transgenderism movement and harming children here in the state of South Carolina. Absolutely. If you want more information about anything we do, palmettofamily.org is where you can find it. We'll be monitoring the events here in downtown Columbia this weekend. Wink. Woo, famously looking forward, looking forward to that. Going to be a great time for those, I'm sure. Ugh. Maybe infamously hot. Infamously hot would be the I, more I correct term. I year. think that's what we did, and I think that's what we'll stick with. We'll be tracking all of it. Look forward to a new edition of Beyond the Walls coming to you a little bit later this week. For Mitch Prosser, our entire team at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. It's this one. It's the Palmetto Family Matters Show.